This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The wonderful football Wednesday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here with us on the BetQL Network. Awesome first hour of the show. Jay Billis and Mike Gallagher joining us to talk college hoops and the NBA, respectively. Last hour, pretty damn good also. Recapping last night's action in the NBA, college hoops, and the NHL. Spinning it forward, award markets, day-by-day betting. Uh, Very excited to bet the Dallas Mavericks tonight on the road at the Toronto Raptors. We'll give you all our bets for tonight, NBA, hockey, and college hoops at the end of the show. But before we get to the end of the show, a lot of National Football League coming up for myself and Ken Barkley. We will don the bucket hats 20 minutes from now. Eight buckets as we roll through win totals, our guesses for win totals for teams in the AFC. And we'll start with Gerard Mayo, Elliot Wolf, and the New England and the New England Patriots, and then we'll go to uh, the Ravens, etc. in the AFC North. So that's coming up 20 minutes from now. But joining us right now, it's awesome because we've been talking a ton of uh, NFL Combine this week, starting to get excited for the NFL Draft, to bet on the NFL Draft, free agencies on the way, like a lot going on right now in the NFL offseason, even though you know the real ones know. There is no NFL offseason. And joining us right now live from the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis is our good friend Pete Prisco from CBS Sports, CBS Sports NFL columnist and analyst, HQ, CBSSports.com, on Twitter at PriscoCBS. My friend, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, how's Indianapolis? It's uh, got a little chilly after being really warm, which is a surprise for Indianapolis at this time of the year. And nothing's happened so far. Uh, really? Nick has told Nick has told stories on the show before about because I, I I never worked like in the NFL or in NFL media before doing the show, so I I always kind of looked past this event on the calendar. I didn't even know anything kind of interesting was happening other than the obvious, like you'd see the draft guys working out and stuff. But Nick would always say, "No, it's actually like a crazy weekend, and you, you see." People kind of like mingling that you wouldn't expect. You see kind of NFL royalty everywhere, or at least people around a lot of the team's front offices. Just there's a lot of, you know, like gossip because there are so many people in one place. Like, give us an idea of what of what you expect it to be like, even though nothing has happened yet. I mean, look, from that standpoint, Nick's 100 percent accurate. It's a it's the biggest convention in the NFL and, and everybody is around. You see them all because everything is walkable. You see them out at night at dinner. 
um, because everybody has to eat. It's all in the confined area. It's the best spot ever for the combine. Uh, and it is a big, giant convention. And, you know, you see side deals where guys are, you know, meeting with agents and trying to get a free agent deal done on the sly, even though you're not supposed to. Uh, so, yeah, from that standpoint, 100% Nick is accurate. Yeah, it's I, I kind of miss it. It was my favorite event every year on the NFL calendar when I worked for a decade at uh, at NFL Radio. Uh, Pete, let's get to the good stuff here. Um, you're always super in tune with what's going on in the National Football League, and now you're there, like with all the decision makers, like coaches, GMs, you know, uh, compatriots of yours in the NFL media. So I, I'm sure you've heard a lot. Maybe it's obvious, and that's totally okay if, if that's going to be the answer to some of these questions and what kind of like what we think is going to happen. Also, let's start here with the Chicago Bears. Well, the first overall pick in the draft, Ryan Poles. Their GM spoke to the media yesterday on Tuesday. Basically, he said, I have nothing to reveal right now, but the thought the thought is like he's going to trade Justin Fields at some point in the next like two weeks, right? And we think they're going to take Caleb Williams first overall. What do you think we're going to see coming up, Pete? What are you hearing about what the Chicago Bears are going to do here in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I think they're leaning to trading Justin Fields. Now, what they get for him and where he goes, that remains to be seen. But I think Atlanta would make a lot of sense because he's an Atlanta guy. Uh, and they need a quarterback. So I think that's a possibility. What do you get for him? Maybe a two, uh, maybe conditional, you know, three that could work to a two, something along those lines. Um, and then you go from there. You say, okay, you got the number one overall pick. Do you want Caleb Williams? What I would do, this is just me, what I would do is I would try and make the Washington Commanders trade up to get that pick because they want Caleb Williams. Cliff Kingsbury's there now. Uh, they have a new owner, new coach, new general manager. Go get the new quarterback, who also happens to be from the D.C. area, and then you trade down and you get to number two and you take Jaden Daniels. That's what I would do. I'd get extra picks, trade down and get Jaden Daniels, because I personally don't think there's that much difference between the two of them. Uh, And so from that standpoint, I would get extra picks. You might get two twos and a three to move down a spot and still get a quarterback who I think is going to be really good in the NFL. Pete, in the NFC North, we just talked about the Bears, and are they going to have the same starting quarterback they had last year? Sounds like sounds like no. Sounds like they're going to trade Justin Fields. Curious if you think the Minnesota Vikings will have their starting quarterback, Kirk Cousins, back last year, uh, back uh, this year. Uh, obviously, got hurt last year uh, in negotiating a contract. But Nick made this point yesterday. Just thinks Cousins is going to go wherever the most money is, wherever he's offered the most. Do you think that's Minnesota? How could you see this playing out? Well, it's interesting. If Fields somehow were to go to Atlanta, that would take them off the market for Kirk Cousins. So what leaves, what, what's out there for him? The Raiders? Is that an attractive option for Kirk Cousins and his family? I doubt it. Uh, so where else could he go? And, and so from that standpoint, I think, yes, he does go back to Minnesota. Now the question becomes, what kind of deal does he get? Uh, does he get a two-year deal and they still draft a quarterback? Because they're eyeing a young quarterback. They have to get younger at that position. Uh, they just hired, you know, Josh McCown. He was the Drake Mays coach in college. Uh, so there's some of that. I also hear J.J. McCarthy would love to go to Minnesota. Uh, and he's a guy that most NFL people have higher on their boards than the draft Knicks do. So uh, I think there's some possibilities there. But if Fields goes to Atlanta, I think that takes that off the table for Kirk Cousins, which doesn't actually help him in terms of the bargaining power. What would you say, Pete, right now? This can be a pencil, not pen answer. The percent chances that Kirk Cousins is back as the starting quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings? 70%. At least for a year. At least for a year. Um, and again, and Ken, my contract, answer was like 65%. Right? I said 65% when we talked about this yesterday, Pete, on the show. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think it makes sense to bring him back. I mean, 
it, they found out what life was like without him last year when you got to play the Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins of the world. So I think it's, it makes sense to bring him back. You just don't want to go crazy with the contract, A. He's coming off an Achilles tendon. Uh, but I think if you can work something out with a two-year deal and still find a way to draft a quarterback, then I think that's the ideal scenario for the Vikings. How dare you, by the way, disrespect the great Jaron Hall, who also started a game last year for the uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. Pete, one other quarterback situation I want to touch on here. Maybe this is conspiracy theory by me, and I know some other people have floated this out. Pro Football Talks Mike Florio wrote about it uh, yesterday morning on Tuesday morning. I found it really curious that the Arizona Cardinals put out that social media post. Kyler Murray is our franchise quarterback. Like, duh. Like, he signed a huge extension like 18 months ago Like that, that tied him to the desert for a really long time. And I I saw that, and I did like the Brian Windhorse meme. Like, why would they do that? Maybe Kyler's on the market, and I know there would be some teams that would be interested in Kyler Murray. It, is that crazy talk, Pete, that Kyler Murray could be play elsewhere next season? Have you heard anything about the Arizona Cardinals shopping their starting quarterback? I have not heard that they are shopping him. It would not be crazy. Remember, this is not a regime that brought him in there, and that's never – uh, a situation where a, a GM comes in and where you're shocked when they make a move to go trade them. So it's not shocking. But I'll say this. I, I, in talking to some people around the league, they thought Kyler Murray was actually pretty darn good last year in that offense. And it was an offense that he seemed to be real comfortable with. You know, there were some questions about the Cliff Kingsbury offense when he was in that. Uh, he looked much better last year at times. That team was competitive in a lot of games. I think they feel pretty good about him. So would it shock me? No, in large part because they didn't draft him. But, uh, again, I thought – and you hear from Arizona people that he played to better, I think, than even they expected for that offense. Pete, we did a, an entire segment, I think it was on Monday, because right before we came on the air at 3 o'clock Eastern, just a host of news stories, push notifications came out about star running backs, who obviously have kind of the position's been devalued, and, you know, they're not getting the big contracts that they used to get. And we kind of even did this on our show, like whether it's, you know, Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs or Tony Pollard or Derrick Henry, like from a fantasy football standpoint, these are huge, everybody knows these guys, they're huge names, they get drafted in fantasy football. Could, could you see one of those guys plugging into like a contender spot where they make a team better, the Chargers were a team we talked about, maybe that wants a running back. What about Saquon and some of the other running backs, maybe where they land? Saquon's been one of those guys that has been mentioned when it comes to the Chargers, but I think the Chargers have to look at it from they have cap problems, A, uh, and they have so many other needs that I don't think they can afford to go pay a running back when you could just draft one and run them into the ground. And look, Harbaugh you know, is a guy that likes running backs, uh, who are productive and, and young running backs. So I, I don't think they'll be one to pay them. Now, that's not discounting it 100%. How about Saquon Barkley to the Houston Texans? You know, that might sound crazy, but they're running back Singletary is an unrestricted free agent. If you're sitting there with C.J. Stroud in that offense, you'd like to get a back who can be good in the passing game, which Barkley can be, uh, and he can run the ball between the tackles. I, I think Barkley to the Texans would make a ton of sense uh, for a young team that's looking to get a feature back into their offense. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Wednesday talking the National Football League with Pete Prisco from CBS Sports live from the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Pete on Twitter at Prisco CBS. 
Pete, give us something that you've heard over the last couple of days in Indianapolis where maybe like the conventional wisdom, like the things that people are expecting to happen coming up in the first round, top 10, top 15 of the NFL draft, that you think that something different might happen um, than a lot of people are expecting right now. Have you heard anything that makes you think, hmm, I, I think people are going to be surprised come the end of April? Would you be surprised by four quarterbacks in the top nine? Because I think that's a strong possibility. And again, I go back to McCarthy. And by the way, I'm not on this train because I don't. Th- I, I, just because you win a national championship, win a lot of games, doesn't necessarily mean you're a top quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. I think there's better options in the third round if you want to try and take that tactic. But I, the NFL loves JJ McCarthy more. Like I said, more than maybe people on the outside think they do. Uh, so I think four quarterbacks in the top nine is is definitely a possibility. Pete, another quarterback question. I know Nick asked you about Kyler Murray. We did fields. We did rookie quarterback where they're going to slot in some of these rookie quarterbacks who get drafted. I made a probably a really dumb bet the day after the Super Bowl, and it was just a really big price, right? It was a flyer on a team with the idea that they might upgrade their quarterback room. And I I actually bet the Pittsburgh Steelers 100, because they were 100 to 1. If they were less than that, I wouldn't have bet them to win the Super Bowl, thinking like maybe there's a chance that it's not Kenny Pickett next year. And they've been closely linked with Russell Wilson, who obviously started some games last year for the Denver Broncos. For Denver and Pittsburgh, who maybe are involved in a Wilson deal, what do you expect? Who is going to start week one for both of those teams next year, Pittsburgh and Denver? I think Denver will uh, will definitely have a new quarterback. They, that Russell Wilson will be gone in a week. And by the way, I'm not sure Russell Wilson's a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. And and so you know, look, he he, he left bad blood behind in in Seattle. He left he left a lot of it behind with the Broncos, and or he will when he gets released. But uh, you know, he might just be a backup in the NFL. Although in Pittsburgh. Is you know that their quarterback situation is such a mess that it's possible that he could come in there and compete with those guys and win the job. But I don't think he's getting. I don't think he's getting a big contract from anybody. He might get a one-year deal, and particularly he doesn't care because he has that other contract and that money coming from the Broncos. But as far as who's going to start for the Broncos, it will be they will do both. I know this. They will do one uh, both things. They will draft a quarterback at some point in this draft, and they will. Uh, also bring in a veteran, and they will take that young quarterback and take it slow. That doesn't mean they'll take him in the first round, but they will get a quarterback in this draft, no question about it. And I hear they, they're one of the teams that actually likes J.J. McCarthy, so he's a possibility for the Denver Broncos. Pittsburgh, I, you know, Fields is a name that had been mentioned there as well, but I, you, know, you start hearing rumblings that Atlanta's going to end up being the Fields destination. So I, I still think veteran, and it might be Russell Wilson, uh, and those guys will compete with them. Pete, we got about 45 seconds to go here. Just to follow, and again, another pencil, not pen answer. You said you wouldn't be surprised if four quarterbacks went in the top nine of the NFL draft. So I'll, I'll, here's the draft order. Chicago's first, Washington second, New England third, Arizona four, Chargers five, my Giants six, Tennessee seven, Atlanta eight, and the Bears have their second first round pick at number nine. What four teams, Pete, do you think select quarterbacks in the top nine under your hypothetical, assuming potential trade-ups, et cetera? Give me the four most likely teams you think will select those quarterbacks in the top nine. Have about 30 seconds for the answer. Washington, Chicago, New England, and Atlanta. Those are my four. Okay. Not the uh, not the Giants. Okay. What about the Chargers? 
But they got a pretty good one. So so you think one through three right now that they just stand pad and the top three teams take quarterbacks? Or they move, like I said, the possibility of moving down. You know, you, you get you still see the quarterbacks go, but it goes Williams to Washington, Chicago takes Daniels, and then uh, and then maybe New England takes Drake May, and then you have number nine. Depending on what Atlanta does, if they don't make the move to go get uh, Fields or Cousins, then they would they would take a quarterback as well. But you know, I, I think that's kind of the easy ones to try and pick and choose where the quarterbacks go, and I do think four of them go in the top ten. Ten seconds to go. Final question: What's the percent chance right now the New England Patriots pick a quarterback at three? If they don't, it's moronic. So I'd say eighty percent. Eighty percent. Twenty percent. They're morons. Pete, <laughs> I heard. Uh, I heard Pete's going to St. Elmo's tonight. Pete, enjoy the shrimp cocktail. The great Pete Prisco joining us here on You Better You Bet. Stay well. Enjoy Andy. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. Coming up next, we will don the bucket hats. Eight buckets. We will guess win totals coming up in the AFC. And we will start with the possibly dumb New England Patriots.